a quiet but comforting mystery inhabits this feast of all saints. Will we allow ourselves to be embraced by it? This mystery is one of the many reasons I found myself being drawn into the Catholic Church. Our everyday life tells us death is the end, giving the impression that it severs our most cherished relationships. It is no wonder why so many are afraid of it, despair at thinking about it, and mourn without hope. And yet deep within the human soul, says the church, based on sacred scripture and thousands of years of human experience, there resides a healthy, rebellious instinct as we confront our mortality. And that instinct says, this cannot be all that there is. There must be more. And we do well to listen to that, for there is indeed so much more. Those who have departed this world in a state of grace and in friendship with God, either immediately or after a period of purification, enter into the depths of God. They are saints. They are not dead. Quite the opposite. They are more alive than we are. How? They perceive God as he is, with a complete, unobscured clarity you and I don't have in this life. They are no longer burdened by the lies, the confusions, the distortions of our fallen nature. They are no longer able to be deceived by the evil one, and the ravages of sin no longer touch them. They are intimately united to God, sharing in his divine life and glory, which only whets their infinite appetite for deeper union with him, which he will perpetually grant for all eternity. The wildest imagination of the wildest Hollywood director just isn't wild enough to capture the fullness of the life the saints experience in heaven. And because they are in this infinite vortex of divine love, they love God, each other, and they love us in ways our fallen nature makes so terribly difficult, if not impossible. Let's face it. The vast majority of us are pretty darn self-centered critters. Our love is often very limited because, to be blunt, our love for God is limited. And when our love for God is limited, our love for others is always nearly conditional or non-existent. The saints, because they see God as he is and experience his love directly and immediately, love God as, do as God loves, never turning inward into the self, but always reaching out to others. Genuine love is always relational. 
It reaches out to us as we have to continue slogging our way through all the muck and the grime of this pilgrimage that we call life. And the highest form of love the saints offer us, the most powerful love they offer on our behalf, are their prayers for us. All the saints, the very small number the church has officially elevated to the honors of the altar and the billions more known only to God and to each other understand something we don't or struggle to. Death has no power to destroy love. At every funeral liturgy, the church pierces the darkness of loss and grief with the fundamental truth that the bonds of love and affection we are graced to forge in this life do not unravel with death. And that means when our time comes to depart this world, the only thing we will take with us is the love we were graced to receive and the love we were graced to give. This Feast of All Saints is a reminder from the church that our communion is simply not with each other in this world. No, that is just way too limited. Our communion is with all who've gone before us, who are now praying for us, interceding on our behalf with God, who they see and know so intimately, praying especially that you and I will accept the graces we need to continually grow in love and knowledge of Jesus, to steel ourselves for the relentless earthly battle with sins that plague us, and come at last safely to our only true home, heaven. Now some Christians, and I come from this background, hold that praying to the departed is foolish. Now I never understood that kind of thinking, even as a Protestant. These same people would have no problem asking others to pray for them. Well, if we as fallen critters who constantly struggle with sin in our lives, battling our self-centeredness, can manage to scratch out a prayer or two for a brother or a sister in need, then how much more loving, comforting, effective, and beneficial are the prayers of the saints who are no longer burdened with all those defects? and whose love for God and each other is infinitely more pure, focused, and intense than ours. The saints remember what this life was like. They understand our weaknesses so very well, perhaps better than we do. But they arrived at the destination God desires for all his children, and out of love, they edge us on. So we shall do the same. The Feast of All Saints is a reminder that the mystery of the church is beyond the dimensions of time and space. We, the church on pilgrimage here on earth, are united with the church in heaven as well as the church now undergoing purification in purgatory, which I will talk about at the three masses for all souls tomorrow. We are all bound 
by the mystery of our immersion in Christ in baptism to one another. It is never a matter of me and Jesus, but me and Jesus and everyone else. And that includes the saints who chose to use the graces they were graced with in this life, the graces we are graced with as well.